as we walk through Advent, we notice we have candles over here, and they represent different aspects to our understanding of the whys of Christmas. And the next weeks we'll have joy and love, but what we want to deeply understand is to really appreciate and celebrate with joy and love that there's, there's brokenness on this side and that we need hope as we looked at last year, I mean last week, and then peace this morning. And so to truly understand the need for these, that brings us into a better understanding of the hope and love that is coming. And so this morning as we look at peace, it's, it's obvious that we live in the brokenness of this world, and there's a lot going on around us that, that's not right, that's terrible, can be um, quite stinky indeed. And I think that we as human beings, we as children of God, as brothers and sisters, we need a working understanding that there is sorrow in this world. And that if, if we're not experiencing it right now, it's around the corner at some point because we live in the world and there's brokenness that is all around us. But before that sorrow comes, or even as we deal with it now, it's important to understand how, how do we look at that and how do we deal with that. And I think it's important that we do so, that we face the sorrow that we have to face with not um, just compartmentalizing it and saying it doesn't exist or just saying that doesn't matter, but to, to really face it with authenticity and say, this really hurts. I do not like this. God, why is this going on? And as we, we walk into that and lean into that, I think we can truly then understand this incredible gift that God gives us when he gives us peace. You know, I, I reflect on this too, and I've mentioned this before, but do you remember um, several years back there was the, the shooting at the Amish school? And what I remember most about that horrible incident is that night, if I remember correctly, one of the families of some of the parents whose children were shot went to the shooter's home and talked to those parents and grieved with them and said, we, have, we harbor no resentment to your son. We forgive him. And they, they prayed with them in, in brokenness with the shooter's family. And I'm like, wow, I, I don't think I could have done that. I mean, that would be a goal of mine to look as I work through healing and, and processing things of life. But in that moment, I think I would have just been sobbing in anguish and, and losing my child. But they were able to. And I don't, I'm not going to put judgment on it. Were they just compartmentalizing temporarily? Or were they just being overly stoic? Or were they incredibly, through God, through them, able to offer authentic, deep forgiveness at that moment? I don't know. But the truth of the matter is, through Christ, we are given this gift, this ability to face however sorrowful thing that we have to face, that we're given this promise of being walked with as we go through that experience. And I, I so appreciate um, these gifts that we are given as part of our faith in Christ and I, I've reflected on some other religions and how they deal with 
with an understanding of sorrow and, and pain is, is different than how we do in Christianity. So one of the religion, I hope I do it justice because I don't want to make a paper mache image of something and, and tear it up. That's not fair. But one of the religions I'm thinking of, um, sorrow and pain that a person is experiencing is thought of as, as punishment for a life poorly lived in a previous life. And that's karma. So then, as a person experiencing life now, if a person sees another person suffering, the thought is, wow, I wonder what they did in their last life to cause this pain upon them themselves. Or even a person experiencing pain themselves would think, wow, this hurts. I wonder what I did my last life that caused me you know, to suffer this now. And it's not just these other religions, even within Judaism, during the time of Jesus, recall different New Testament stories. Someone would be suffering and someone would be saying, um, Jesus, is it their fault or is it the fault of their parents' sin? Who, who, who sinned here that caused this pain? And Jesus often reply, well, neither. It's for another reason. or it's, it's to bring me glory at this moment in time, but it's not because of directly something that someone has done. Now, as we deal with suffering, sometimes there is a direct connection. We do something stupid, and then we've got pain because of that. And sometimes there's a direct tie, and, and sometimes there's not. Sometimes just within the brokenness that we live in, tough things come our way, and we are forced to, to deal with them. We see Christianity, through that love in Christ, presents us with a way to deal with that, and that's a gift of peace. Now, to understand what we're talking about, I, we need, and I reminded myself this week as I was researching that I, I keep shifting falsely my understanding of peace as to what the world thinks of as peace. But really, when you look into the Word, it's a lot deeper and broader than what we think of it in English. So, for example, with me with in English, I think of peace as like absence of conflict. Uh, conflict, um, you know, if, if there's peace in the home, then it means people aren't fighting. If two nations are fighting and then they stop, that's peace. Or even in a deeper level in English, peace is serenity. So maybe, you know, a person takes a deep breath and stress is going on and they can reach a, a sense of serenity. Well, even with that understanding of peace, the biblical um, understanding of peace is a lot bigger than that. So, for example, in the Old Testament, you have the word shalom. And the shalom, and most of us have heard this, this word shalom. That's a Hebrew word for peace. But it implies much more than just an absence of conflict. Much more than just a sense of serenity. It is a, an image of completeness and wholeness. So if, let's say, there's a, a rock and it's really smooth and it doesn't have any defects in it, it would have shalom. Or let's say a, a wall is built and if it has bricks fall, it's old and some bricks are falling out of it, then it doesn't have shalom. It, it's not whole. It's, it's not complete. There's things that are missing in it. Um, in a passage of, of Job, it talks about um, that tents have shalom because all the sheep are there and all the sheep are around. So there's a sense of shalom. There's a, a wholeness and completeness to that picture. Our King Solomon, when he was building the temple, 
The temple achieved shalom when it was complete. You know, while it was under construction, it did not have shalom. So when we understand within ourselves this gift of peace that we are given, it's more than just a sense of serenity in the midst of the calm. It's actually us becoming whole and complete who God made us to be. So this is a, a process that is a, a gift to us that Jesus brings us that whatever we're going through or experiencing, that it's an opportunity for us to be transformed in here, to be more whole and complete, to have an image or a picture of what Jesus wants us to be. It's with an understanding that this is who we are made to be, a people who are whole and complete because of not our own work that we have done, but because of this being a gift to us. The passage I want to read here is in John, and it's really close to what I read through during the communion time. This is Jesus um, talking with disciples at the Last Supper, and he's sharing with them, and he's, he's giving them an understanding that, yes, time is stressful, but I'm going to give you a gift here in John 14, 26. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So as we face what we have to face, we are given this gift. And within this gift that we are given, it's a work. Shalom is a work in, in progress. When um, I chose the title, Peace Like a River, from the song, um, it, it is peaceful for me. If I go down and sit at the river and you see the, the water going by, um, that is peaceful. And it's different than a pond. So I grew up with a little pond in the backyard and as a little boy I loved playing around the pond. And yeah, that was cool. But the, the river... It's moving, and it's dynamic, and there's a sense of, of peace within that. And it's, it's active, it's dynamic. So as what Christ gives us as a gift of peace is a, a, a work that is bringing us toward wholeness and completeness. It's part of our, our transition of, of God making us who we're called to be. And so as we experience whatever sorrow and pain that is there, recognize this incredible gift that we're given that we're not alone as we have to deal with that that we have the full access to the vine to our savior that we we work together and tap into that we become one more step closer toward wholeness and completeness um, with even within that experience that we're experiencing and as we um, continue to, to move through life, we get more and more into that shape of who God is calling us to be as we experience whatever life throws our direction, as we're able to really come to, together to understand what that connection under the banner of peace actually is. So for us this morning, I want us to continue thinking about 
am I connected to the vine in such a way that I have access to this peace that Jesus is sending our way, that he is giving us, and what areas of my life do I need to turn over to him? As we look at the, the final question up there on the screen, where am, in my life am I letting God transform me toward wholeness? I notice in my own life that whenever there's stressful things going on and it causes angst in my life and, and I'm wondering and asking questions of why and, and dealing with the pain, that's a great time to really take a deep breath and acknowledge Randy needs some work. Randy needs to turn some things over to, to Christ that Randy hasn't done so yet. Randy needs to listen to the Spirit and listen to the changes that I need to have take place so that I can be strong enough to deal with what I have to deal with, that I can be strong enough to deal with the sorrow that is around me. So where are you at in connection with the vine? Do you have an understanding of this peace? Not that something, that this, this discontent that we may feel, this, this pain or this sorrow isn't something that's to, to run away from, but that we can lean into with the strength of Christ to recognize this is a place that Christ wants to come into my life, give me strength, courage, hope to be able to experience that, that joy and love in the future as well. So think about this as we transition to this part of our worship where we listen to the Spirit and just be open to whatever God may be speaking to you this morning about, about are you letting yourself be transformed by the peace of God?